Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we provide you with updates on who's injured and who's not. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Fantasy Baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, is my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly, truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, it's that time of year where, you know, everyone's starting to get ramped back up for fantasy baseball. And hey, if you're doing the same, why don't you join us on the subtext platform? I know this time of year is tough to find, you know, detailed rankings. Matt and I have unleashed our first rounds of rankings. Uh, We got at least almost 40 at every infield position i know we go over 100 deep at outfield and starting pitchers uh we even got closers in there as well we're gonna throw tears in those rankings in the upcoming months we'll have breakouts bus sleepers and all that fun stuff too so join us on subtext for you know all of your fantasy baseball questions and needs but guys real quick today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today and all right matt we're going through you know the injuries i know we had a couple of uh, fans ask us for an episode like this so guys we are doing our due diligence we're going to go through everybody who is hurt as far as the major names and kind of just talk through what we're doing with these guys matt who do we have up first my brother all right we got probably one of the most devastating injuries of the year uh max scherzer we found out he had a herniated disc they, uh, he opted to get surgery, which then now puts him out until you know June, which quite honestly is probably more like after the all-star break. So we won't be seeing Max Scherzer, you know, appear on the Rangers mound until then. And quite honestly, you know, how I'm handling it is I'm not wasting like a higher pick on him. Like by higher at this point is like, you know, where I draft my pitcher six. Like right now I have him ranked at like pitcher 89 and you know what, like, I'll pick him with, like, you know, as I get later into the draft and, you know, stash him on the aisle if you have the aisle spot for that. But, like, I'm not wasting, you know, somebody that can help me out, you know, throughout the start of the season or somebody that I can easily cut to then go and pick up some waiver wire guys at that point because, you know what, to hold a guy on the aisle for that long is pretty tough to do, even if you guys haven't changed your rules to go back to two aisle spots and you still have the four. Because if you if you looked at last year, there was still a whole bunch of injuries. I was I was pretty much carrying four guys on the IL almost all year. You know, every time somebody came off, you know, I had somebody go on. So you know, to be able to hold somebody for you know half the season essentially is rough, and to waste the pick at that point to, for where you draft your pitcher six, I feel is you know a tad bit 
I don't want to say foolish, but really risque, you know, like, you know, back in the 1950s showing some ankle risque, like, you know, so, you know, ultimately with, with Max Scherzer, if he's not there, if he, if he's drafted earlier, don't, don't even feel like you missed out. Just wait. And if he's there at the end of your draft, then scoop him up. Yeah, we're we're, on the, we're we're I think we're on the same boat. We're maybe at different ends of the boat. Maybe I'm at more of the front of the boat, where you're at more of the back of the boat. I agree in the sense of what are you in the front of Titanic with Jack, and he's just holding out. Like this, <laughs> I, I knew I was setting myself up there for for that one. But um, with with Scherzer, it, it's an interesting case because I'm one of those guys that I'll always at least throw one dart to a, a, a superstar caliber player that. That's injured, right? I don't know if Scherzer is going to be that guy for me this year in a lot of leagues, but the price that he's going at right now is a bit, you know, attractive for me, right? So this injury was announced or the surgery was announced on December 15th. So I sorted um, NFBC uh, since December 15th. There's been 16 drafts. Scherzer was actually only dra- oh, 17 drafts. I'm sorry. And Scherzer was actually only drafted in 15. So that means there was two leagues where he went undrafted. Um, but for the ones he did get drafted in, once again, Max Scherzer, he was taken as the 118th pitcher overall, pick 318. So I think if you can get Scherzer at the last pick of your draft or one of the last picks of your draft, and you just, you know, you have the IL spots in your league, you throw him on your IL, and he comes back at some time in July around the All-Star break, right after the All-Star break. And he can give you 70 innings down the stretch there. I think they're going to be pretty strong innings. You know, Scherzer is getting older. He's, you know, going to be 39 this upcoming season. So I don't think he is the old Scherzer. But if you get like a, a, a low to mid three ZRA, um, well over a K per nine with, you know, pretty solid con- control for that pick, I think that's going to be very, very good. Uh, well, that's what we got on Max Scherzer. Let's move on to this next guy, kind of in a similar boat to Max Scherzer. It's Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is actually a free agent as well, so we don't have a team for Kershaw yet. His injury, a little bit more concerning. He got surgery on his throwing shoulder. The exact um, procedure was the glenohumeral ligaments and capsule on his throwing shoulder is exactly what he got prepared uh, repaired. He's going even later than um, Scherzer, pitcher 183 overall around. I think it was pick 600. I saw for Kershaw. I'm I'm in on that that price. Once again, a guy that you could take as your last starting pitcher that has a lot of upside when he throws. He's an ace caliber guy. When he was healthy last year, looked just as good as ever. You know, Clayton Kershaw did. I I like Clayton Kershaw's talent better than Max Scherzer at this point in their career. But the injury that Kershaw had and then plus the bad back, I, I don't like the outlook at all. I'm honestly going to be moving Kershaw down in my rankings. But a 2-4-6 ERA for Kershaw last year over a K per nine with a 106 whip. When he's out there, he is very, very good. Um, with that being said, though, and we move on, we talk about some guys that you may have been uh, forgotten are out for the rest of the year. Plus some guys, you know, injuries that you might not remember. And some guys might be ahead of their timetable, might be behind their timetable. But we will talk about all of that after we hit this quick ad break for you guys. 
And guys, we're talking about FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And guys, real quick before we move on, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And guys, uh, once again, join us on Subtext, man. I'm telling you, it's a great time of year to get in on that early. So much information that you can't get anywhere else on Subtext. And the text messages go right to your phone for instant updates. But, uh, Matt, with that being said, let's move on here and talk about our next guy. All right. Um, yeah, I, I uh, we'll talk about Mr. Walker Bueller. Uh, you know, Bueller, I don't know the injury off the top of my head. Oh, no, he had TJ. And... Um, I don't know if he's even going to be back to start the season. Do you have that information by chance? Yeah, the, the last quote that I saw, I'm sorry, as I'm adjusting my uh, equipment here, was that he's not going to be ready for opening day, but I am digging deeper here. We actually have an update from today. Uh, he's feeling better. He's, he's, he. They said that he should be ready to go into spring training. It's very iffy here. I'm reading a quote from Dave Roberts, who's the manager of the Dodgers. He said that he should be ready to go in spring training, but his regular season debut could potentially be delayed as a way to manage his innings. So I really don't like they're already talking about managing his innings. I don't like that already. Yeah, we also hear that early, and then as we get into the season, things change too. Like, I mean, even into spring training, that could all change in a month and a half from now, you know? Like, you know, it depends on how fast he makes it through his, you know, obviously his rehab and what spring training looks for him and how comfortable and if there's any setbacks. I mean, the beauty of this is, like, this is kind of like him making his return, you know, this year and missing all of last year's. We may be able to kind of almost get the tail end of the control issues we usually see from somebody coming back from TJ where it takes like a month or so to get the control back to get used to that new elbow. But, you know, obviously if he's not pitching through spring training, that'll change things. But I think he will. He'll probably only see like one to two innings to start off. And that's might be how they do it is he only gets about two innings outings, whereas like they start building up the five, five innings right before the season starts. So we may just walk walk him right into the season at two innings and then get like two, three rehab games, miss the first two weeks of the season. That's how they manage the innings. And boom, he's ready to go into, you know, week two. Obviously, if he was starting off the season with no, you know, none of these, you know, things clouding around his, uh, you know, I guess his name. I'd be having him ranked much higher than where I have him now at 53. I think I'd have him in like the 30s. Uh, yeah, you just, have him at SP 53? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and you, moved the, you moved him down a bit. I'm, I'm going to be moving him down a little bit more as well, but that's actually pretty interesting that you actually do have him down that low already. 
Yeah, because like honestly, like I just want to see more. Like, I mean, you hear things of like, okay, you know, manage innings that doesn't scare me as much, but the fact that like, okay, to delay the start of the season after not pitching all year last year with already pushing back his debut that he was supposed to come in in August and you know pretty much finish out all September to that not happening at all and now you hear this like okay what exactly is going on here you know is there is, is the elbow just completely deteriorated and, is, and do we see something or is it just hey he just is taking a little bit long more time and they're being more you know conservative with his you know timetable and you know they're pretty much their future of this team so you know Walker Bueller obviously we all know how I feel about him could be like the number one pitcher overall after a full season we'll see but you know, maybe that's just them being conservative. We'll see. Right now, 53, I think, is the right spot to take him any higher. And I feel like you overpaid. Yeah. Um, at, at the moment, um, Walker Bueller's coming off the board as the 44th pitcher. Uh, once again, we're using NFBC ADP here. NFBC, one of the, you know, the the bigger platforms that uh, to play on um, when it comes to fantasy baseball, and especially this early in the season. Not many other places are open at the moment, so we're using NFBC ADP. Um, so I actually I had it sorted from last time when we were talking. So I'm going back to sort it from when draft started. A uh, hundred and no, that's not accurate. Hold on, bear with me as I update this. 163 drafts have been done so far on NFBC, and Walker Bueller is coming off the board as the 45th pitcher overall, pick 104. I'm assuming there's almost 15 um, or so starting pitchers in that range, so he'd be pitcher 40. I have Bueller right now as starting pitcher 30, but I think I'm going to move him down even more. I could see him honestly falling to around pitcher 40, where I have Shane Boz. Um, pitch a uh, similar injury concerns for both of those guys. Uh, Walker Bueller is just a tough one because if he goes out there and he looks good, you know, he could be a top 20 starting pitcher, in my opinion. It's just that with the Dodgers already talking about limiting him, as Matt spoke about, he was supposed to be back already, didn't manage to make it back all the way yet. He's actually going to be turning 30 years old, Walker Bueller, in July. So he's a little bit older than I think some of us are remembering. Just a lot of risk to take on a guy that, you know, you don't really even know where it's going to end up. I wouldn't be shocked if Walker Bueller only throws 120 innings or so this year. Uh, last time he threw was in 2022, it was only 65 innings. And, you know, he did throw 200 innings in 2021, but a guy, a good, a good and a bad thing. He doesn't have a lot of innings on his arm total, only 638 innings for a 30-year-old. That's actually pretty solid. So he could last a little bit more into his 30s than some of these other guys. I just really want to see where things go with Walker Bueller, you know, heading into next season. If I can get him as an SP4, I'm walking away pretty happy. Anything more expensive than that is where it gets questionable for me with Walker Bueller. Uh, let's move on. Though. Let's talk about this next guy. Let's talk about Manny Machado. Um, just another guy. I don't remember if any anybody heard, but Manny Machado did have surgery this offseason. I believe it was a shoulder issue that he had repaired. Um, yes, it was. Um, um, yes, he did get elbow surgery this offseason. Um, I'm not 100% sure what his availability is going to be for opening day. From what I'm seeing and hearing, it's kind of up in the air. They're playing it by ear, you know, and um, you know, players report for spring training. I'm sure we'll have more information here on the Machado injury. But honestly, man, he's getting a little bit older. You know, he's not looking like, you know, he used to. He turns 32 in July this year, uh, last year. 
down season for Manny. And, you know, shoulder injuries are tough. That's something, you know, as you get older, you know, as I said, guy's going to be 32, slower to recover from these injuries. He hit 258 last year with 30 home runs, only stole three bags. So, you know, it looks like the steals are starting to dissipate from his game, only 75 runs. Last year, he really only helped you in homers and RBIs. So, you know, this year, I think it's going to be pretty much similar situation for Machado. Maybe the batting average bounces back up, you know, 260, 270 range. But, you know, with them losing Juan Soto too, how good are those runs going to be when they were already at 75 last year? Uh, I don't think the steals are bouncing back. Honestly, I have him ranked as my 10th third baseman behind the likes of, you know, Josh Young, Gunner, Royce Lewis, and Alex Bregman. And I really understand why I have him ranked that way. When it comes to early ADP, let's see where they have Machado. I'm assuming I got to be pretty close. Seventh, third baseman, pick 68. Honestly, I'm not paying that when Josh Young's going at pick 100 and Alex Bregman's going at pick 102. There's no reason to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm there with you. Plus, I mean, the team is just not what they were. So, like... The Machado upside is just not there for me at all. Um, but I completely agree. I'm just going to move on because also I didn't hear half that take. I was doing my research on this next guy. I'm <laughs> uh, being honest here. I just kind of tuned in off of what you were saying at the end. I think I did. I think I did a good job. I'm sure you did. I, I usually trust you most of the time. But anyway, I'm kidding here. All right, we're going to move on. Let's talk about Jason Dominguez. Uh, my guy obviously, you know, came in like, you know, bad out of hell. And, you know, just waft four home runs in his first week in his major league debut. And um, just dude's a stud, like, you know, like we thought he would be. Unfortunately, you know, fell to TJ, same injury as Bryce Harper. Got his uh, surgery about two months before Harper would have. He got it done after the World Series on November 24th. Jason Dominguez got it done, I think, on the... Um, September. Yeah, some, like September like I think 20th or something like that. So like the timetable is saying nine to 10 months, but I think Dominguez is going to, we're hearing rumors that he might be back for spring training and, you know, he'll probably just pretty much roll at a DH. I don't foresee him playing any kind of base, but you know, just like with Bryce Harper, even if he does come back at that, I wouldn't expect the, you know, massive impact or the, the bat to pretty much be there right away. Like there's going to be some struggle with that. And, and whatnot. So, like, Jason Dominguez is not somebody I'm, like, outright drafting anywhere except for, like, my last pick, I think, just based off of the fact that, like, you know, one, it's going to take some time. Two, you really didn't have a lot of, like, you know, big league exposure. So, like, I haven't met, like, outfield 70 right now, which is going to be, like, your last pick of the draft. Like, I'm, I'm totally okay with picking him there. Even if he doesn't start the season off, you know, on the roster and he's, you know, doesn't return to the middle of May. I'm kind of okay with it. I'll stash him because obviously we saw what his upside could be. And we saw once Harper kind of was unleashed to play the field, my guy just took off and same thing's going to happen with Dominguez. Before I hand this over to Dom and, you know, give his take, we got one last sponsor for you. All right, Dom, take it away. 
Yeah, so with Dominguez, man, I think he did a spot-on great job here. You know, there's just certain guys every year that, you know, are going to start off the year injured. And I, I always throw my dart that way because I'm just very confident in not only my drafting abilities, but my ability to pick players up off the waiver wire early. Every year it happens every single year where, you know, guys kind of come out of nowhere early in the season and you want to be able to pick these guys up and just try them out and see where the thing goes. And picking a guy like a Dominguez or a Kershaw or a Scherzer allows you to have literally, you know, as soon as the season starts, you're going to have somebody on the IL and you can start making these um, pickups. And Dominguez might be one of those guys this year for me. Dominguez is coming off the board as the outfielder 102, pick 571. I think that's easy money to, you know, return on your investment. I have Dominguez as the 76th outfielder. And just once again, it's just a matter of how the Yankees are going to play this. And it's interesting with all of, you know, um, you know, guys that the Yankees picked up with Soto and Verdugo, where is Dominguez going to play? Not really, uh, you know, an easy spot to slot him in in that lineup, but, you know, as with most teams, with the, and especially the Yankees, I'm sure somebody will be hurt by the time Dominguez is ready to come back and he will fit into that lineup. So I think it's really dependent on how Dominguez comes back off of the surgery, how he looks, how quickly he you know recovers. Is there a spot? Is there somebody injured? And then are the Yankees competitive? Do they need Dominguez to get into the lineup to you know keep competitive in that division? Um, if they're either comfortably at the bottom or top, I could see it swinging either way, you know. But with Dominguez, I think there's upside here, and I think you're picking him with your last pick right now, and it's e easy money pretty much. Uh, but with that being said, let's move on to the next guy. Let's talk about Mr. Riley Green here. Uh, Riley Green, somebody who had a, a pretty strong breakout last year, another guy that gets, you know, Tommy John surgery actually like uh, Dominguez. I think he got it a little bit before Dominguez, though, and it seems like the Tigers are a little bit more optimistic when they're talking about Riley Green, once again, they're saying that he's predicted to be ready for opening day. I don't know if that's 100% accurate. I honestly have him ranked as if he's going to be ready for opening day because I have Riley Green as my number 25 outfielder at the moment. Uh, I don't know if ADP agrees with me as I go back and scroll over here. Uh, they have him at outfielder 39, pick 171. Honestly, I think you're making so much money off of taking Riley Green there as long as, you know, he's back sometime within the first month. And it's just a great guy that you can, you know, once again, stash him and see where the thing goes with him. And you could pick up, you could supplement it until he comes back easily. Uh, Riley Green last year hit 288. Had seven steals, 37 RBIs, 11 homers, four triples, 19 doubles, 51 runs in 99 games, 378 at-bats. He's going to be 24 next year. A guy the sky is the limit. Great power upside, great steals upside. Honestly, there's batting average upside to, uh, two, and this guy could be a five-tool guy in the next couple of years. I I love Riley Green when healthy. Dom, where do you have him ranked, if you don't mind me asking? I don't know if I you said that. Uh, 25th outfielder i have him ranked as if he's going to be healthy and ready for opening day but i will adjust accordingly if we hear otherwise gotcha yeah i'm not too far behind you maybe about eight spots i got him at 32 so yeah, you know it's not far i i love riley green i mean he, he's going to be stellar once he's fully healthy you know obviously you, you may be not starting him right away since he's dealing with something similar so we'll see we just all got to play it by ear because i just read something on our previous guy too that they they think he's going to be ready for spring training, so yeah. things are good. Things are 
things are interesting with the uh, TJ world for hitters. So, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, let's move on. Let's try to get the, get through these rest of these names here. Um, this, this name is fun to say Ronnie Marchuccio, I believe is how you say that. Mauricio. Um, Mauricio. Ah, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. You're close. Close enough. Close. Marchuccio. All right. Mar- Mauricio. Meh. I'm going on. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mauricio. Ronnie Mauricio. Let's stop. Let's, stop. let's be, you know, serious now. Uh, my guy towards ACL, unfortunately. Uh, you know, he's going to miss probably the whole season. Like, yeah, unfortunately, he's done for the, the year without even getting started. So, you know, is what it is. Somebody that you could pretty much just write off. Uh, if I'm in a dynasty league and I'm, you know, thinking about, you know, possibly rebuilding, you may be somebody I want to go out and like acquire, you know, just for the upside, the young prospect tout and all that wonderful stuff. And you might be able to get him on a discount right now, just based off of the fact that, Hey, he's not playing this year. And, you know, he kind of didn't fully perform to everybody's expectation, flashed it like a couple times in the pan. But other than that, like, you know, you might be able to get him on a, on a nice discount. Yeah, I could take on Mauricio. Honestly, I was I was so high on Mauricio coming into this offseason. I honestly really thought he was just good value, gonna have a beast year. And honestly, he was looking really, really great in the Dominican Winter League. He was hitting 441 over eight games with two homers and five steals. He was looking like he was primed uh, for a breakout, and it's just a shame to see we won't see Brian Mauricio at all this year. Uh, buy, buy, buy while you can. Buy while you know the iron's hot uh, with Mauricio, but not really too much else to add there on him. Let's move on to our next player. Let's talk about Jacob Degrom. Honestly, I, I think the ball is still up in the air whether we're going to see any of Jacob Degrom this season or not. Uh, a guy you could take with you, well, you know, another one of those guys you could take with your last pick of the draft, throw him on your IL and see where the thing goes with Jacob DeGrom. We know when he's healthy, he has the potential to be the best pitcher in all of baseball. Uh, I know he's starting to get a little bit older now at this point in his career. Um, he is going to be, wow, actually 36 next year. Uh, well, this upcoming season, so it's it, it, it's a difficult one here with DeGrom. I honestly think he could do worse out of Kershaw, Scherzer, and DeGrom. Honestly, probably would have DeGrom the highest out of the three of them right now when, you know, they could potentially all three of them return around the same time. Uh, and DeGrom obviously has the highest upside there. So, you know, with DeGrom, you definitely can throw your dart in that direction if you're feeling it. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like, I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole. Uh, just, <laughs> I don't blame you. But, like, I mean, like, when does he come back is the question. And uh, I think they were saying the summer at some point, very vague, the summer potentially. So, I mean, that could be anywhere from, you know, June to August. <laughs> yeah, and that could also be never. Um, so, like, yeah, no, yeah. So, like, the thing is, like, okay, like, I'm definitely not trying to draft him and stash him. Like, he's not that for me. You know, unless you have, like, a, I don't know, a 10 IL freaking league, which most people don't. You know, don't even don't even look his way come draft season. Like, it's just not worth it. Just, you know, move on, forget about him, and then we'll remind you about him if we start, you know, hearing whispers midseason that wing should go and scoop him up. But uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Sandy Alcantara. 
another guy, TJ, going to miss the entire 2024 season. It's unfortunate. It kind of explains a few things of his performance from this this year where, you know, he just didn't look like Sandy. He didn't look like the, you know, the sub one ERA, I mean, sub two, sub three ERA, you know, almost sub one with like a 213 ERA in 2022 to now this dude that just was absolutely pitiful all 2023. So, you know, it was probably dealing with a sore elbow the almost whole season and probably was like, okay, it's time to do it. You know, you should just got it done at the beginning of the season. If you even suspected it, Sandy really disappointed me. Um, but yeah, uh, just buy in dynasty and, you know, don't even look at him in drafts. Yeah, Matt, great take on Sandy Alcantara. To be honest, I really don't have too much else to add there except, you know, see in 2025. Uh, let's move on to another guy who pretty much is confirmed going to miss the whole 2024 season is Dustin May. And the thing with Dustin May is, man, those injuries are just really, really starting to pile up over the, you know, the years for a young pitcher who has all the talent in the world. Uh, you know, just once again, not much to add on Dustin May except you know, see in 2025 at this point because uh, it's a, it's a done season for him. Uh, let's move on to our last guy here. Let's talk about Brandon Woodruff, uh, another guy who I, I think there's been mixed reports, so I'm trying to see what the latest information on Woodruff is. Last time I heard he was potentially looking at a comeback late in the 2024 season. But, you know, we'll have more. This episode is just more to make sure you guys are aware of who's hurt and what the situation is for them. Um, Brandon Woodruff is another guy that, you know, could potentially be traded to. That's what I have been hearing, that, you know, he could be traded to a contender that could potentially, you know, be able to have him sit out this whole year and, you know, get him back for 2025 and be fine. Um, he got a similar surgery that Kershaw did. Um, but I think his was a little bit more in depth, but when Brandon Woodruff out there, he's a top 10, 15 starting pitcher. Uh, I don't really have too much to add here, Matt, if you want to hop in before we head out. I mean, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't pitch next season, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm just, I'm not touching him either. Unfortunately, as you can hear in my voice, I'm pretty upset about it. Yeah, too. kills me in a few keeper leagues. So you know, way to go. But yeah, with uh, with that being said, dude, let's just uh, call it. Yeah, guys, that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Shout out to our everydayers and new listeners. But guys, until next time, see you. peace.